Hi, you are listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Man, good morning. Welcome to Hope Church. Great to be here. Uh, maybe for those of you who don't know me, my name is Nelson Bonilla, and I'm kind of like the hope-designated old guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't worry. I finally embraced it. I'm like, I'm like the old people delegate here at Hope Church. The, the way I found out is because, like, when people from my generation, when they come visit the church, Pastor West takes them, he looks for me, and then he brings them over to me to introduce me to them. Like, uh, this is the old guy I told you about, right? <laughs> and, and sometimes it's a little awkward, right? What do you do? What do you say? It's like... Yo, sup? Nice flip phone, right? Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, you know, you guys, you're going to start getting closer to my age at some point. And when you get closer to my age, you're going to start experiencing this thing. It's called generation communication gap, a generational communication gap. Yes, yeah, a thing, right? And you're going to get to the point where you're going to find it difficult to understand the communications and messaging from younger people. It's just what happens. You guys, you uh, post on uh, your social media, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, your friends are giving you thumbs up and laughing emojis, and I'm like, Jenny, do you understand this? No. But fortunately for us, we have interpreters. We go to our daughters, and we say, hey, do you understand this? And they're like, that's hilarious. And i like, can you explain it to me? You know, kind of like uh, years ago, there was a popular song, uh, Cake by the Ocean. You remember Cake by the Ocean? Catchy tune, playing everywhere. You know, you'd sing it. And, you know, with Jenny and I, we didn't know, we didn't know that Cake by the Ocean was a euphemism for intimate relations on the beach. You know, old people don't understand that. It's young people who interpret that stuff, right? So anyway, so here we are in Puerto Rico on the beach, and you know what we do? We buy ourselves a piece of cake. Yeah, we go on the beach and we eat in the cake. Then we put on Facebook, hey, we're at the beach in Puerto Rico having cake by the ocean. So just so you already understand, yeah, it's true. You're not making this up. Just so you all understand, we weren't having cake by the ocean. We were having cake by the ocean, right? So anyway, like the people who are our age, our friends, nobody understood the reference, right? They're like, hey, that's a good-looking piece of cake, you know? Oh, is it gluten-free? You know, but our kids, our kids were texting, mom, dad, take that post off. That's disgusting. It's embarrassing. Yuck, right? So, so you know what happens is that sometimes communications are intended for a particular audience, right? And those outside the intended audience, they don't get it. You know, it's the same with parables. Jesus spoke in parables, and he explained to his disciples, hey, it's because certain people will understand it, certain people are not meant to understand it. Parables like this in Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 3, he said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath. And the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil and the, uh, with underlying rock, and the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he says this interesting little phrase. He says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone with ears to hear should listen 
and understand. You know, if you've read the New Testament, you might be familiar with that phrase because Jesus used it on several occasions in the gospel and on several occasions in the book of Revelations. And that term, ears to hear, it means a capacity to understand. What was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying, not everybody's going to understand this, but if you have a capacity to understand, it's very important that you listen and understand. You know what he's doing? He's giving a warning, an alert, a caution. Just like, remember when you were in university and college and the professor was lecturing and he'd say, hey, this material in chapter three is going to be on the final exam. I loved when professors would tell you what's going to be on the final exam, right? Because then you know how to prepare. You know what to study. You know how to, you tested yourself so that the day of the final exam would come, you'd pass the test. Even when you were a kid, when I was a child in grammar school, we used to get spelling words. Is spelling words still a thing? Do kids bring home spelling words? I used to bring home spelling words. You give it to one of your parents or one of your siblings and you say, give me the words and I'll spell them. What were you doing? You were testing yourself. You were examining yourself so that the day of the test, you'd pass the test. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Hey, this is a very important part, portion of scripture. Jesus is saying, hey, you should test yourself. You should examine yourself to be sure you have a relationship with God, that you, have, that, that you are a child of God, that, that you have Christ in you. And you know what? If you don't, you fail the test. Hey, I got news for you. This is, a not, this is not a test you want to fail at the final exam. You don't want to get to show up at the final exam and not be prepared for this test. You want to examine yourself and, and check yourself now. So as we look at these, at these scriptures, Let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We thank you for your word, Lord. We pray that you open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts as we seek your word. I pray that you would reveal to us our hearts, Lord, and that as we look into your word, I pray that we would see you, us, and our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we go. Let's go. We're going to examine this parable. This is one of the few parables that Jesus actually explains the parable to us. It's awesome. He explains the parable to us. And what we're going to see is there's three things in this story. There's a, there's a sower, there's a seed, and there's a soil. The sower, the seed, and the soil. And Jesus is going to explain that the seed is the word of God. And he's going to explain that the soil is our hearts and how we respond to the word of God. And we're going to see there's four types of soil. There's hard soil, shallow soil, tainted soil, and fertile soil. So let's look first, number one, at the hard soil. It says in verse 18, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer's planting seed. The seed that fell upon the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So we see that the seed fell on this soil, but it didn't penetrate the soil, and the enemy comes and snatches it away. And he says this, is a, this, is this, this soil is a footpath. It's a, it's a trail. It's a road. It's literally compacted earth. You guys, the, the church staff, you guys were away. I think maybe you were in Georgia in the mountains. I saw a video of you guys walking on a trail just like this. It was a path. You know, there was grass on the right and the left, but where you were walking, there was no grass. You know why? Because people have walked on this so much that the ground becomes hard and the seed cannot penetrate it. And that's what we have here. And, and God and Jesus says that that represents someone who doesn't understand the word. You know, probably you've invited people to church and you're so excited that they're going to hear the word of God. Pastor West comes and preaches an amazing message and you're like, man, they're going to respond. They're going to respond. And they, they didn't get it, right? Sometimes you bring friends, they don't get it and they leave and, and they didn't understand the word. And they're like this. They have hard soil. 
You know, but the good thing is that God has, knows how to loosen hard soil. He does. You know, yeah, amen. You know, sometimes, you know, moisture softens hard soil. You know, sometimes God sends a storm. He sends a storm just to moisten that soil so that he could penetrate it with a seed. Sometimes the storm's not enough. Sometimes he has to use tools, a, a rake, a plow, a shovel. And you know, when he starts breaking that soil, sometimes it hurts. You and I, sometimes we're going through difficult things, some hard things. But I got news for you. Sometimes it's because God wants to penetrate your soil with a seed so it could grow into a plant, so it could have fruit, so you could have a great harvest. You know, I, I had a friend at, at work one time, and I was sharing with him some verses, and he told me, you know, I read the Bible from beginning to end, from the, from the, the start to the end. I was so amazed. I was so impressed. I was like, that's amazing. You read the Bible? I said, then certainly you know that Jesus died for your sins, and, and you can receive him, and you can be a child of God and have eternal life. And he said, I don't believe that. I said, what do you believe? He said, I believe in reincarnation. I said, where'd you get that from the Bible? He said, I didn't get that from the Bible. It's just what I believe. Here's a man who received the seed, but it didn't penetrate. He didn't understand. You know, a few years ago, I read about a book about a fellow. His name is Jacob DeShazer. If you ever get an, an opportunity to read his biography, please do. And he was, he was around a while back, and he grew up, and God was trying to reach him. And he never, heard, he never understood God. He never understood the Bible. And then one day, he finds himself in a POW camp in Japan. Yeah, he was in World War II, captured. He's in a POW camp. He's getting beaten and tortured every day. And he wrote, you know, I hated the Japanese. I hated for what they were doing to me, to my friends, and what they did in Pearl Harbor. And so, you know what happens? One day, he said, a prison guard opened his cell door and threw a Bible in his cell. He said, I'm giving you three weeks, and three weeks I'm taking that Bible away. Jacob DeShazer said for three weeks he poured into that Bible. He read it several times. He memorized large portions because he knew it was going to be taken away. And in those three weeks, the seed penetrates his heart, and he receives Jesus, and he gets saved. Not only that, he reads about how you should love your enemies. And the very people who are torturing him and beating him, he starts having compassion on them. And he feels bad for them. And he's saying, who will, who will tell them about Jesus? Who will tell them about the gospel? And when the war is over and he goes back home, you know what he does? He goes to Bible college. He comes back to Japan as a missionary preaching the love of God. And he became quite famous, this interesting guy, the enemy of Japan who was a POW. And now he's talking about the love of God. And there was a person who became very curious about him. This person's name was Mitsuo Fushida. Mitsuo Fushida heard about him, became curious, and he, and he made an appointment with him to meet him. And when he meets him, he hears the gospel and he receives Jesus. Do you know who Mitsuo Fushida is? He was actually the commander of the, of the Japanese Navy. He's actually the one who ordered the attack on Pearl Harbor. Torah, 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 that famous quote. He ordered the attack on Pearl Harbor. And here he is receiving Jesus, getting saved. If that's not enough, Fitsuo Mashida becomes an evangelist. He travels throughout the whole world with Billy Graham, preaching to millions of people. Why? Because Jesus softened the heart of this man in prison. Because Jesus knew Jacob DeShazer needed him. And you know what? He broke his soil, and he, and he, and he gave him, uh, uh, you know, th these uh, th this hard times, and that seed penetrated. It became a, it became a plant, and it had, it had seeds, and it became a great harvest. Why? Because Jesus was trying to reach him. You know, sometimes you and I, we're going through hard seasons, right? You know, imagine how many millions of people heard the word because of Jacob DeShazer, Fitzhugh Mashida, and, and Billy Graham, right? 
You know, sometimes you and I, we're going through hard times. We're going through trials. Sometimes you think God is trying to break you. I got news for you. God is not trying to break you. He's preparing you for a breakthrough. That's right. God is not trying to break you. He's preparing you so that he could plant the seed and so you could have a great harvest. Number two, shallow soil. Shallow soil. It says in verse 20, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So here we see that, that this, this, there's rocks and there's a shallow layer of soil and the plant grows but with shallow roots and it says in verse 6 they wilted under the hot sun they can't take the heat right with shallow roots they burn up you know you, you know for you to have deep roots you got to have uh, deep soil you can't have you can't have deep roots with shallow soil you know my wife she she uh, she subscribes to a magazine called voice of the martyrs and these are people mostly in communist countries and muslim countries where they're being beaten tortured arrested even killed. Why? Because they believe in Jesus, because they're Christians. You know, in those countries, you better have deep roots if you're a Christian. If you have shallow roots, you'll never last in those countries. Man, you better have a deep love for God. You better know what the Bible says. You better be filled with the Spirit, because if you don't have deep roots, you will not survive in those countries. Why? Because when you profess Jesus in those countries, your family disowns you. They kick you out of the house. Man, when you go to get baptized in those countries, you get a death sentence. People are trying to murder you because you were baptized. You know, here in this church, we were praising God. We were singing as loud as we could, right? Over there, they meet in small apartments, and they're singing very quietly. Why? Because if the neighbors here, they'll call the police. They'll break down the door. They'll drag you off to prison. They'll, they'll beat you and, and, and torture you. Yeah, in those countries, you better have deep roots or you don't survive. You know, I love America. America's wonderful. I wouldn't want to live in any other country. But the conditions in America are ideal for shallow roots. The conditions in America are ideal for shallow soil. You know, on a nice day like today, I imagine some people wake up and say, hmm, what a nice day. Let's not go to church. Let's go to Disney. Better yet, let's go out on the boat. It's easy to have shallow roots in this country because we have so much, so much. So if you have shallow roots, what's the cure? You need, you need deep soil. If you, if you have shallow roots, you need deep soil. We lived in Connecticut. Everybody in Connecticut's got rocks on their property. Everybody. If you got a nice lawn in Connecticut, you know, I guarantee you, 100%, they brought in topsoil. As a matter of fact, in the newspapers in Connecticut, every weekend, they have ads for topsoil. Don't buy the cheap topsoil. I'll tell you what. I've made that mistake. They drop off all the topsoil. It's all full of rocks. No, you got to buy expensive topsoil that's been filtered. And you know what? The deeper the soil, the better. The deeper the soil, the nicer your lawn. And that's what we need as Christians. Some of us, we have shallow soil. You know what you need? You need a deeper love for God. You need to, to know the word. You need community with people with deep soil that could pour into you. Yeah, I'm, amen. You know what? Yeah, there's some of you, maybe you tried out a, a community group. It didn't work out for you. Fine. That wasn't the group for you. Go find a community. Find a community of people who love Jesus, who have deep soil, who have deep roots, and they'll pour in on you. Some of you, you're in that group. You have a wonderful community of people, but you're waiting for every other week for seven weeks, and that's it? Hey, you got to get together with those people, man. Go, go out to a restaurant. Get a cup of coffee. You know, go, invite them to your house. Go throw axes. That's what we did. We went to throw axes. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? A few weeks ago, I was bamboozled. I was conned. Yeah, yeah. You know, you would never believe who conned me. Never believe. Oh, man, how'd you know? Pastor, Pastor Wes. Listen, I wasn't going to say this story, but because he's not here, I'm going to say it. 
Now you got to promise me. You, don't tell them. None of you are going to tell them. You promise? So here we are a few weeks ago, and Pastor West said, hey, why don't you sign up for a men's uh, group dinner? A men's group dinner? I'm all in, right? What's the not to like? Dinner, Christian men, I'm in. Then, like just before they were supposed to meet, I find out we're going to go throw axes before we go to dinner. And I'm like, how do I get out of this? You know, really, seriously. So I said, I know what I'll do. I'll blame my wife, Jenny. I'll blame her. Yeah, see? See, a few months ago, my daughter, Danielle, she went to throw axes. Jenny was like, please don't go. She begged her, don't go, please. It's so dangerous. She was texting her while she was throwing axes. Hey, are you okay? Call me, text me as soon as you get out. I want to be sure you're okay. So obviously, my wife, she, she, she knows that it's dangerous throwing axes. So I figure this is my plan. I come home, I tell Jenny, hey, I'm throwing axes, and she'll do what she does. Like when I say I'm going golfing, she say, no way. And then, and then, yeah, and then I'll go to the men, I say, I can't throw axes, and they'll say, why? I say, because I love my wife. Yeah, that's, that was my plan. So now I get home, I tell my wife, hey, Jenny, I'm going to go throw axes. She said, good for you. Yeah. I said, but it's dangerous. She said, good, have a, I know it's dangerous. Have a good time. I'm going out for dinner. Yeah. So there I am, throwing axes with these guys. And you know what? I wasn't there because I love access. I was there because I love community with people who love Jesus. Ray Peoples came. Ray Peoples, one of my favorite peoples. Ray Peoples and B Peoples, two of my favorite peoples. But anyway, Ray Peoples shows up. Can't believe it. He's in flip-flops. In flip-flops. I had steel-toe boots. I really don't own steel-toe boots, but I had boots on. This guy shows up in flip-flops. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. I said, yeah, I said, that guy's going to lose one toe, maybe two. But you know what? He was the smartest one of all of us. Smartest one. You know why? He never touched an axe. Never touched an axe. He stood at a safe distance, and he watched us, and he made fun of us, and he laughed at us, but he never touched an axe. I envied him. I was like, man, I wish I'd have done that. Why was Ray Peoples there? Why did he come? I'll tell you why he came. He came in to pour into people and to be poured into. He came to encourage people and to be encouraged. You know why? Because Ray Peoples got deep roots. Yeah, and that's what you need. You and I need a community of people that can pour into our lives. I want to encourage you. Find those people. And if you have deep roots, if you have deep soil, pour into someone. That's what, that's what we do. Number three, tainted soil. Tainted soil. Uh, verse 22, it says, The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. That, that term, worries of life, it could be interpreted the distractions of the world. So distractions of the world, the, the lure of money. And it says in verse 7, The thorns grew up and choked out the tender plants. The thorns grew at the same time as the plants, but the thorns choked out the, the plants. You know what that tells me? That tells me that we can, in our hearts, have things growing that eventually are going to choke out God's word. Man, you don't want to allow things to grow that are going to choke out God's word. You know what? In your heart, Jesus is planting seeds in your heart. Satan is planting thorns in your heart. Jesus is planting seeds. Satan is planting thorns. So, you know, it all depends. What do you want to build? What do you want to build? Do you want to build your castle? Or do you want to be used to build the kingdom of God. Do you want to build a castle? You know what Jesus said about people building castles? We know people like that. We know people, we envy them. They have everything. It's so beautiful, and they're building their castles. And Jesus said about people building the castles, hey, you know what? What is it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? 
What if you build the best castle ever and you miss out on the kingdom? It's not a good thing. You know what Jesus said about the kingdom? He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Jesus says, hey, build, come with me and build the, the kingdom and I'll take care of your castle. You know, one of the hardest places to navigate Christianity is like professional sports, right? The lure of wealth and all the temptations you can imagine. I love people who are in that environment and they clearly love God with all their hearts. People like Reggie White, Mariano Rivera, Tim Tebow. I'm not saying these guys are perfect, but clearly they love Jesus and they put him first and they're building the kingdom and God has given them tremendous castles. You know, Jenny and I at home, we have a basketball that was signed by an NBA all-star. The guy, when he first came into the league, he was professing Jesus, he was quoting scriptures, but years later, if you didn't know that about him, you probably wouldn't even imagine he's a Christian. You know, there's a website that, that actually tracks the, the NBA players with the most amount of baby mamas. The, the most amount of children with women, the most amount of women that aren't their, their spouse, their wives, right? And this guy's on that list. He's competing. He has many, many children with many women. How sad. Is that, a, is that a testimony? I know he's struggling with this thing. I read an article where he said in Sports Illustrated, I felt like I didn't need my relationship with God anymore. How sad. I don't know where he is. I pray that he would, he would just turn back like, like the prodigal son and turn back to God and repent and put God first in his life and let God build his castle. But I think right now he's too focused on his castle. How about you? What's in your life? What is, what is, what is, you, is there in your heart that if you let it grow, it'll choke out the word of God? I'm telling you to repent, turn away, and let it go. And lastly, fertile soil, fertile soil. It says in verse 23, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Here we see that when you have good soil, it produces a harvest, 30, 60, 100 times what had been planted. I want to ask you, did you receive a seed today? Did the Holy Spirit speak to you? Did, did he, did, was a seed planted in your heart? You know what? If you have good soil, it's going to produce fruit. It's going to produce a harvest, 30, 60, 100 times what was planted. You know what that tells me? That tells me that, you know, when you have good soil, not only when the seed is implanted, not only will it impact your life, it'll have the opportunity to impact our children, our spouses, our family, our friends. It can impact our neighbors, our coworkers, our classmates. It can impact our community, our neighborhoods, our city. Why? Because God provides the increase. So I'm asking you, did God put a seed in your heart? If he did, embrace it, receive it, and ask God to, to give you a harvest. You know, um, one of the, do you ever plant seeds? Do you ever, do you ever share your faith? Do you ever invite people to church? Do you, do you try to help people so you have an opportunity to, to lead them to Christ? You know, one thing Jenny and I like to do, we have these cards at church. They're in the back. If, if, I, I suggest everybody grab some, take them with you. I bet you that before you know it, you'll have an opportunity to plant the seed. Anyway, these cards, it says, no God on this side, and it has some verses and ABC. On the other side, it's an invitation to our church. And you know what? We give these out. We give these out at coffee shops, in the supermarket, in restaurants. Hey, we were with, uh, with the Jacobs, Tammy and Jason Jacob one time, and we were in a restaurant. And we were engaging with the, with the server. Why? Because we wanted to, 
plant the seed. And we were asking about her life, and we were telling her about us. And finally, the check came, and we gave her a big, big tip. Why? Because we wanted to plant the seed. And you know what? I looked in my pockets. I didn't have a card. I'd left them in the car. But no problem. Jenny always has these in the bag. For every one of these I give out, she gives out 10. She's always loaded. I was like, Jenny, give me a card. She said, oh, no. At the last minute, I switched out purses to match my outfit, and I didn't bring cards. So there we are, we're like all freaking out and everything, and Tim, Tammy and Jason, they kind of saw that something was going on. And they said, what's going on? I said, man, we, we left these cards at home, and they're the cards they invited. And before we could explain what was going on, Tammy said, you mean these? <laughs> yeah, she had dozens of them. I was like, yes, ma'am, that's exactly what I mean. And we gave that to, to that server. I have no idea that server's heart. I have no idea, did she have a hard heart? Did she have fertile soil? I have no idea. Wouldn't it be awesome someday if she comes walking into church, right? We're even better. How about you get to heaven and we see her and we're like, you're the lady from the restaurant, right? Are you planting seeds? You know, sometimes you plant seeds and you know what? They fall on hard ground. Sometimes you plant seeds and they fall on stones. Sometimes they fall on, on, on thorns. But every once in a while, just every once in a while, you plant the seed and you know what? It falls on good soil on somebody's heart, and that, and that seed can produce a great harvest. So I'm encouraging you, did God, did God plant the seed in your heart? Embrace it, receive it, claim it, and ask God to give you a harvest. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe, maybe today you tested yourself, and maybe you're not sure you passed. Maybe you're not 100% sure that you have a relationship with God. Maybe you're not 100% sure that you're a child of God. Maybe you don't know that you have Jesus in you. Well, I got good news for you. Today's your day for salvation. Today's the day that you could settle this, that you could receive Jesus as your Savior, and that you can commit your life to him, and you could, from this point forward, be in the family of God. You know, if, if that's you, if, if you haven't received Jesus, or you're not 100% sure, just pray with me right now. It's as easy as as asking God to save you. It's a free gift. And you say, Lord Jesus, I know I've done wrong. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Lord. But I know and I believe that Jesus came and he, and he suffered and he died and he was buried and he rose again and he shed his blood to cleanse me of my sin. So Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins. I commit my life to you and I ask you to come into my heart and save me. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, the Bible says, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become children of God. The Bible says, he that has the Son has life, he that has not the Son has not life. These things I wrote unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. That's if good. that was you, if you prayed that prayer, man, with yeah. no one looking around, just let me, let me know. Raise your hand so that I could pray for you this week, anyone at all. That's good. Hey, did God plant the seed in your heart? Embrace it, receive it, and let God produce a harvest. Hey, love you guys. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.